Season 1, Episode 5-8-58, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, John Chapter 4, Verses 1-54. through 54. Uh, Schofield's outline of Chapter 4 starts with, uh, first point, Jesus departs into Galilee, which would be uh, the region around the Sea of Galilee, about as far north, north of, of, of uh, Cana, uh, northeast of Nazareth, the Sea of Galilee was known, that region was known as Galilee. Uh, then that's verses 1 through 5. Uh, then uh, verses 6 through 13 are Jesus and the Samaritan woman, also known as the woman at the well. Uh, verses 14 through 39, the indwelling Holy Spirit, which is unique to the uh, Gentile church since Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came upon Jew and Gentile alike, much to the surprise of all the Jews that Gentiles could actually receive the Holy Spirit. And it's been that way for the church age. But when the church is taken out at the rapture, and he that letteth is removed, letteth means hinder, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is removed, things are going to go south in the 70th week of Daniel, which is really pretty much a Jewish time. The temple's rebuilt, but unfortunately the Antichrist is in charge and he offers sacrifice, uh, which is not lawful for anyone but a priest and it's called the abomination of desolation and he at the three and a half year mark of the seven year tribulation which i cannot i always have to say is cut short so that there would be survivors to live on into the millennium believer survivors all the unbelievers are cast into hell prepared for satan and his angels at the uh, judgment of the nations at the end of the tribulation anyway um the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which takes place, uh, took place in my life 48 years ago. And uh, I don't really, you know, feel him in there. I, I think sometimes, you know, I can tell, I you know, I, I probably it's very important that he's there. Helps me understand scripture, guides me. Uh, my, my daily prayer, Father, I desire to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding to walk worthy of you and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of you, strengthened with all might according to your glorious power, with patience, long-suffering, and joyfulness. A daily prayer, I think the Holy Spirit uh, helps me to accomplish those things. And um, I, I, it's going to be tough when, when the church is raptured out at the beginning of the tribulation and I think we'll be bodily raptured out. We will not see death, which is separation from the body. And uh, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Jesus rose from the dead. He wasn't there waiting in the tomb to rise from the dead. He was in paradise uh, preaching to the saints for three days. And then he rose to heaven, passed Mary Magdalene and said, don't touch me, I've not yet risen to the Father that, that Sunday morning, and went on up there and then came back and was seen of over 500 witnesses uh, appeared to his disciples both in Jerusalem and back up in uh, the, along the coast of the Sea of Galilee. Anyway, um, so that indwelling of the Holy Spirit is, is crucial to the uh, church age. And the church age, while the Jews 
the, the non-believing Jews that, and Gentiles for that matter during the tribulation, uh, they're suffering under the Antichrist, which is really the judgment of Israel. Uh, but it's, a, it's an evangelistic thing. They are coming to Christ in droves. Never, uh, well, since Christ has, has Jews come to Christ as much as they will during the tribulation. So uh, the 144,000 completely sold out and completely slaughtered by the Antichrist. They have the seal of God in their forehead, which pretty much is a bullseye for the Antichrist. And he, he, he comes up with the mark of the beast to duplicate that or to copy that idea to mark his people. At any rate, um, there are three judgments during the, the, during the seven-year tribulation. The next three judgments will be during, the first judgment was Christ on the cross. That paid for the sins of the whole world. Believer, unbeliever, all sins of the whole world have been paid for. But they don't count unless you believe in Jesus Christ. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. For him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifies the ungodly, that would be Jesus Christ that justifies the ungodly, who is the Father and the Son are one, who justifies the ungodly. His faith is counted for righteousness. So you've got to get your, you've got to repent of your dead works because they're never going to save you. And you've got to put faith in God. The, the God of John 3.16 is the way I like to say it. That's who I put my faith in. The God that so loved the world that gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Okay, so we're going to check the time here real quick and because there is a time limit to these podcasts and so i, I got to stay in there or I'll have to do it again. Okay, so, um, so the indwelling of the Holy Spirit verses 14 through 39 very important. Uh, Jesus and the Samaritans, when they come up, when the woman at the well runs down and tells them about that she's found the Christ, um, and they come up and they believe on him also. And uh, the Good Samaritan was an oxymoron. The good. Let me tell you where the Samaritans got their name, or where they where their existence came from. When there were the first three kings of Israel after Samuel, the last judge, was Saul. King David and Solomon. Solomon wrote the Proverbs. Solomon had a son that, that with the death of his father, decided he was going to be, you know, much harder on the people than, than his father was, because they came to him and said, "Hey, can you lighten up a little bit on the taxes?" And he said, "My father uh, chastised you with whips. I will chastise you with scorpions." And he listened to the young people, and ten, he lost ten tribes, went north, and only Judah and Benjamin stayed. In Jerusalem with the temple. They filtered back over the years back from the ten tribes to the north but but initially the king was afraid that they would come back to Jerusalem to the temple because that was kind of a requirement to go to the temple three times a year. The Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Booths. They have other names but uh, I think those are correct. The correct three where they their attendance in Jerusalem at the temple was mandatory three times a year. And he was afraid that they would go back to the temple and he would lose the political advantage of the, his kingdom to the north. And, and it was the northern kingdom. It was also known as the kingdom of Israel. They never had a good king. Uh, the kingdom of Judah was in the south and made up of the tribe of Judah and Benjamin were the two tribes. And they, um, 
And they had about 50-50 as far as good and bad kings go in the divided kingdom. Okay, so that's pretty much Jesus and the Samaritans, and that covers us all the way to the end of chapter 4. So here we go. Chapter 4. All right, verse 1 of chapter 4. Jesus and the woman of Samaria. When therefore the Lord... Jesus Christ knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. That was how we ended chapter 3, was John's disciples coming to John, just the podcast number 57. They, John, the Baptist disciples came to him and said, hey, this other guy's just, uh, baptizing more people than you. And, and, and John the Baptist said, you know, he must increase and I must decrease. And well, I don't think it was long after that he was taken into prison and beheaded. And Jesus had his public ministry for three years. All right, so, um, so verse 1 again. When therefore the Lord Jesus knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus had baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples... He, verse 3, uh, Jesus left Judea, which is down by the Dead Sea, that region of uh, Jerusalem is known as Judea, and departed again unto Galilee, which is about a 80-mile hike north, which these guys walked everywhere. And, and there's a road all the way to Nazareth, all the way to the around Galilee. So it would, road travel is pretty easy. I'm sure there's plenty of rest stops along the way, etc., Okay, and he must needs to go through Samaria. But if you're going to go straight and not avoid Samaria, which a lot of people did, uh, but Jesus was known to go through Samaria. Um, and he did this time. And he's just starting his public ministry. And he goes through Samaria. And he comes unto a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Joseph is one of the 12 sons of, of Israel that it's hard to find anything negative about Joseph. He's not in the line of Christ. That was Judah, but uh, just a really good guy. He was second in command of Egypt and all of that. You hopefully know the story. Uh, the book of Genesis ends with the death of Joseph, and the book of Exodus begins with the birth of Moses, if I said that right. Genesis ends with the death of Joseph, Exodus begins with the birth of Moses. Joseph died, end of chapter 1. Moses was born, beginning of... I'm sorry. Welcome to my world. Okay. Genesis ended... And I might have said it right the first time. I just can't keep track. I'm old and tired. Okay, so uh, Moses... Uh, Genesis ends with the death of Joseph in the last chapter. And Exodus, the next book of the Bible, begins, second chapter, with the birth of Moses. And there's about a 400-year gap in, in there. And there came a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph. Okay, verse 4. Uh, trying to explain. I don't know why I got onto that. He left Judah and departed into Galilee. I have no idea why I went there. I will when I listen to it, but 
Maybe I'll comment in on it tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, and if I can get one done tomorrow. And he and Jesus must needs go through Samaria. It was needful for him to reach you know, everybody he could reach. That was the need. The Samaritan woman was the need. The town of Sychar was the need. Then cometh Jesus to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph. That's how I got onto it. I got onto Moses talking about uh, the, the children of Israel and Joseph. Okay. Which Genesis ended with his death and the next book, chapter 2, starts with the birth of Moses. All right. And his parents trying to hide him and you know, all that stuff. And him becoming the son of Pharaoh. Maybe we'll get to Genesis chapter, or Exodus sometime. Uh, John 4, 6. Now Jacob's well was there because Jacob you know, gave the land to Joseph and he dug wells and that part of the world, the wells are pretty important. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey from Jerusalem or Judea back to the Sea of Galilee, about 80 miles to the north, sat thus on the well and was about the sixth hour, which hopefully you're getting an understand. Zero hour would be like sunrise. So I think the sixth hour would be approximately noon. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Now, a lot of commentators like to say that it's unusual for a woman to come at midday, in the heat of the day, to uh, get water. But um, that, that could be a seasonal thing. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But she, it sounds like she was alone. And like the women would probably make it a, a communal time. She might not have been very well thought of, is what I'm trying to say here. Jesus saith unto her, the woman at the well, Give me to drink. Four, four words. Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away to the city to buy food. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto Jesus, How is it that thou being a Jew askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. Now the Samaritans are Jews, and their history goes back to the divided kingdom, and that's about all I can say about that. But a lot of them returned to Jerusalem. A lot of the members of different tribes came back to be with the temple. But it, it, the ones that stayed were, they worshipped uh, in groves and pretty much idol worshippers, Worshippers, but, but anyway, not not well thought of. But they were one hundred percent Jewish, uh, as you know, unless they married outside the faith. But anyway, uh, very Jewish region right here belonged to Joseph, uh, Jacob, and then Joseph. Anyway, uh, or you could say Abraham, then Isaac, then Jacob, then Joseph. So, uh, pretty good pedigree on the property. Okay, uh, chapter four, verse ten. Jesus answered and said unto her. If thou knewest the gift of God, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Just throw that in there. Sorry, jumping ahead of, to Paul. Uh, 3, 6.23, Romans 6.23. Okay, let me read the quote again. Jesus answered and said unto the woman at the well, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? 
Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us this well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his livestock? Jesus answered and said unto the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, Jesus said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up to everlasting life. I've had everlasting life for 48 years since I repented of my dead works and put my faith in the God that sent his son to die on the cross to pay for my sins. I, the God that so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, that God. And I've, and I've, I think I was born again. If, if nothing else, maybe the, the Holy Spirit gives me that insurance. I don't really know. But I have known since that night that I was born again. As uh, long as I keep my mind, I will probably keep that knowledge with me. doesn't matter if I lose my mind or something. I'm still born again. God knows who, who believes and who doesn't. So does Jesus. Uh, John chapter 4, verse 15. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to draw. Hey, that'd be great if I wasn't thirsty anymore. I don't know if she's challenging him. I don't think she's that naive to necessarily believe what he's saying. But anyway, I'll ask her when I get to heaven. Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. Jesus got everybody's number. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou hast is not thy husband, in that said thou truly. Now, when I was reading this over and uh, studying it, for lack of a better word, I, the, the common law wife occurred to me, you know, which is kind of a wife without a marriage. It sounds like it's kind of negated here. For thou hast had five husbands, and the man thou hast now is not thy husband, in that saidest thou truly. And I don't want to get into the legal aspects of common law marriages, uh, whatever. But um, if I were you, I would get married. Okay, um, chapter 4, verse 19. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. See, that's, now she's bringing up the problem with the Samaritans and the Jews. The problems worship, the, the Samaritans worshipped in this mountain. Uh, they didn't go to Jerusalem. But you say Jerusalem, but you Jews say that Jerusalem is where men ought to worship. She's trying to pick a fight. Let's forget this guy. Let us, let's change the subject about Messiah. Let's change it to the what all the Jews from Jerusalem want to argue about is where we should worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. I think that hour is still coming. It's going to be the rapture and the abomination of desolation when the Jews have to run for their lives. Again, there's no more... Bible going to be presented for, for those people than what we have written here. So Jesus is always jumping over the church age. Always doing that. The mystery of the Old Testament is the Gentile church. Ask any Samarit seminarian, somebody that's been to Bible college or seminary, if they've been to a good one, they're going to know that the mystery 
of the Old Testament is the Gentile church. Mystery meaning not revealed in prophecy or not an object of, of prophecy, such as the Messiah, for example, with the 300 prophecies about him. Okay. Um, Jesus answered, But the hour cometh, and now is, when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Uh, God wants people to worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, I, verse 21, I need to back up real quick. i got to keep moving. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe thou the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem shall worship the Father. Ye worship you know not what. We worship what, what we were, we know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. The hour cometh, verse 23, the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Verse 24, he goes on to say, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah comes, which is called Christ. I mean, she's pretty well versed in that prophecy. When he cometh, he will tell us all things. And then Jesus, you know, for those of you that want Jesus to say clearly that he's the Messiah, here it is. To the Samaritan woman, Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto you am he. Basically, I am the name of God. Uh, John 4, verse 27. And upon this came his disciples, walked back up from the city and bought their food, and marveled that he talked to the woman. Yeah, this is a woman of Samaria. We don't, they haven't been around Jesus that long. You know, this is, uh, this is, uh, when he heals the, 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 the nobleman's, uh, son, it's called the second miracle. So he's not; they're not far far removed from uh, the wedding and the water and the wine. So they really haven't got Jesus Christ figured out. So they figure he's going to be like all the other Pharisees that that would never talk to a Samaritan woman. His disciples marvelled that he talked to the woman. Yet no man said, "What seekest thou?" or "Why talkest with her?" Uh, they might not have had a very good reputation. This woman's. Seems like a woman of the world for sure, with her five husbands and her sixth, which is not her husband. Come, the woman then left her water pot. She saw the disciples coming, but I think she left her water pot because, she, you know, Jesus just told her, I am he. I think she believed it. And she's running back down to the city of Sychar. The woman then left her water pot and went her way to the city, and saith to the men of the city, Come see a man which told me all things ever I did. Is not this the Christ? I guess those Samaritans were always talking about the coming of the Lord. Well, she met him, and she's convinced that this man is the Christ. And they went out of the city and came to him. So they took running up the hill, I guess. 
walking, whatever they were doing. Verse th- I picture them kind of running quickly, moving up the hill to see the, this, what this woman is excited about. I, you know, maybe she was the kind of person and when she talked, people listened. And they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, while she was down talking to the men of the city, the disciples prayed, asked Jesus, saying, Master, eat. And he said unto his disciples, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not, There are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. I picture him pointing down the hill to all these people of the city running up the hill to the well to see the Christ or who this woman says is the Christ and at least they're not going to tell her to you know, jump in a lake. They're going to check it out. And what these people do is really, what these Samaritans do, just like the good Samaritan didn't follow the, the stereotype of a Samaritan and this woman doesn't follow it and the men of this city doesn't, as you will see as we read on. And i got to get through this quickly. Say not you, there are four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look for the fields, they are white, already to harvest. Verse 36. And he that reapeth receives wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he and both he that soweth And he that reapeth may rejoice. Maybe I'm just sowing God's word. Maybe something else is going to have to happen for you to say, hey, that guy was right. Like the rapture. A lot of believers after that. Rejoice together. There's the sower and there's the reaper. The guy that plants it and the guy that pulls it out of the ground. And there's a time difference between the two. For me, it was about a year from the first time I heard it to the second time when I saw it in the word of God. Verse 37. And herein... Is that saying true? One soweth and another reapeth. We're talking about uh, sowing the word of God and, and harvesting Christians, believers. I sent you to reap that whereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored and you entered into their labor. So that, that both the sower and the reaper can rejoice together. Verse 36. Verse 39. Many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him. I know what that's like. I did it 48 and a half years ago. I believed on Jesus Christ. And I knew I was going to heaven. When that girl looked up at me and said, if I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven. I knew. I said, you know, this is a done deal. I've put my faith in the God that so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever... This is the real God. This is the legit God. Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Not of works, lest any man should boast. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Titus 3, 5. Over and over and again, it says it's not of works. But after you save Christ, I got news for you. Get to work not to be saved, but to spread the word. Because the Father's got work for His children to do. 
What father doesn't have work for his children to do? It's a privilege to work for in the gospel ministry. And as Paul said, none of these things move me. Acts 20, 24. None of these things move me. Neither count of my life dear unto myself that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Okay. So now i got to find my place again. Um, and many of the Samaritans of that, verse 39, many of the Samaritans of that city believed on Jesus for the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all things ever I did. You know, he told me I had five husbands and he told me about the guy I'm living with. I'm not my husband. You all know my story. You know, these people pretty much grew up in the place they were born. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the women which testified, he told me all things ever I did. Verse 40. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him, Jesus, that he would tarry with them, stay with them, and he abode there two days. When he goes to Nazareth, they try to throw him off the cliff into the city dump. Is not this the carpenter's son? We know his, we know his brothers. We know his siblings. And, and you know, who is this guy? His, his own community of Nazareth wants to kill him. But not so these Samaritans. Surprise you who will trust the Lord. So, anyway that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Trust me, the Jews were pretty surprised that anything could come out of Samarita, Samaritans, or Nazareth for that matter. All right, so uh, so they, they, they sought him to stay with him, and he stayed two days. They sought him to, hey, why don't you just live here? Messiah, why don't you just live with us in Sychar? And he said, look, I'll stay here two days, but I got work to do. Um... And many more believed on him of his own word. Boy, it'd be great to go to Sychar today and see how many people believe in Jesus Christ. But there was a time when, I don't know how you'd live in Sychar and not know that there was a time when a lot of people came to the Lord there. Verse 42, Then said the woman, Now we believe, Then said, Then the Samaritan said unto the woman, Now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. I mean, that's as powerful as John the Baptist in chapter 2, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. I that speaketh unto you is, am, am the Christ, am he. And these, these Samaritans of Sychar Say to the woman, Now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this indeed is the Christ, the Savior of the world. That's who we're talking about here, friend. Now after two days, like his, he was good to his word, he departed thence and went into Galilee, where I think he's going to be kicked out of his own town, but maybe that was on another visit. I'm, I'm not sure. He, we're pretty early in his ministry right here. I would think. Okay, but John jumps ahead pretty quickly to the climax of the story. John chapter 4, verse 43. Now after two days he departed thence and went into Galilee. Verse 44. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet hath no honor except in his own country. He's getting ready. He's getting his disciples to get rejected from his own people. 
See, Sychar is down south. Now he's headed, he's passing through Nazareth on the way to Galilee. So this is why he says, um, a prophet hath no honor in his own country. And when he was come into Galilee, the Galileans received him, saying, having seen all the things that he did in Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went unto the feast. It was one of probably one of the feasts that one of the three feasts that everybody had to go to Jerusalem for. This is way after the you know the kingdoms the divided kingdom. But this is I th- I would argue that the gospels are still Old Testament, but you can believe whatever you want. It's not that big a deal. But but it was the kingdom of the gospel, it was receive him as king, Israel believe in him as the Messiah, your king. Now we believe him as the Messiah who's coming back. And Anyway, so verse 46. So Jesus came again unto Cana of Galilee, where he, where he had made the water into wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. So he traveled a little further from Cana through Nazareth up to Capernaum, uh, you know, maybe 10 miles, I don't know, 5 miles. Nothing for these walking people. And when he heard that Jesus, when the nobleman heard that Jesus came out of Judea, which is 80 miles south, 60 miles south, depending on 70 miles south, whatever, un, unto Galilee, he went unto him and besought him. Yeah, Capernaum is on the north shore. So, yeah, we're talking 80 miles in the, the map in my head. Anyway, uh, just Google a map of the uh, of the New Testament of of the time of Christ, and um, and see see what you get there. I've got one that talks about all these places. And he would, okay, verse forty seven, when when the nobleman heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought Jesus that Jesus would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman said, It's not bad to believe because you see signs and wonders, by the way. But he's looking maybe for a little more faith. Uh, there was one nobleman that said, Hey, you know, you don't have to come down. You just say the word. It was, it was a, a centurion, a Roman centurion. And he said, I've not seen so great a faith as I see in this Roman. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. Didn't have enough faith to just say, Hey, you can say the word. Jesus saith unto him, Well, he's going to help his faith a little bit. Go thy way, thy son liveth. I don't have to go down. I'm going to my hometown right now. And they're not. I don't want to go to the north side of the Sea of Galilee. But uh, go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. So is believing in Jesus, believing that he can do this miracle? I think at some point in here, I'm always looking for that. When did the woman at the well believe? When did this guy believe? I don't think he started out as a believer, but he's believing now. And the man, okay, uh, sir, come. And Jesus saith them, go thy way. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and went his way. And as he was now going down 
to the north side of the Sea of Galilee, to Capernaum, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when his son began to amend or to heal. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. That was at the exact hour when Jesus said, um, Go thy way, uh, thy son liveth. Then inquired he yet of them, and he began to, to amend. And they said, Yesterday at the seventh hour for the fever uh, hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the, the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and saith, and believed, and his whole house. So I think at this point, not only is the the uh, the uh, the nobleman of Capernaum, which is on the north side of the Sea of Galilee, uh, it sounds like a day's journey away. Twenty miles would be a, a, a long day, especially if it was maybe even evening when when they saw him. They waited till the next day, whatever. But they were coming home, and um, and the father knew that it was the same hour, verse fifty-three, in which Jesus said unto him, "Thy son liveth," and be- and believed, and himself believed, and his whole house. That means everybody came to Christ as the, to salvation, and it began, and this began, this again. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. So, uh, I think this is the second, I think he did some miracles down in Jerusalem, if I'm not mistaken. But this is the second one in, uh, since he came out of Judea in the galley, excuse me. All right, so um, that concludes John chapter 4, verses 51 through 54. And uh, just in a nutshell, uh, Jesus and the woman of Samaria, and Jesus heals the official son, and salvation comes to uh at least one house in Capernaum on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee. All right, I'm going to say adios, which in Spanish means to God. And I'm going to say vaya con Dios, which means go with God, which is my favorite way to say goodbye. Vaya con Dios.